dear God, this is Lionel from Zimbabwe. Thank you for always listening to my prayers. I know you hear me, and I know you love me. We don't have much, and life can be very difficult where we live. But I want to thank you for helping my mom and me. When you brought one child matters into our community a few years ago, it changed everything. They gave me food, good clothes to wear, and they helped me in school. When I am there, I learn more about you, that you love me, and that you have a special purpose for my life. I'm learning so much, and now I have so many friends. I am no longer shy or afraid. But the best thing of all is that you gave me a sponsor in America that loves me. She even sends me pictures of her and her family. And I love reading her letters. They always make me smile. She cares for me and my mom. And she's always praying for us. She may live very far away, but she is always in my heart. I love her. Today I sent a letter to her and included a drawing of my plane. It is so fast and can fly very far. And this is good because one day I want to be a pilot so that I can fly all the one child letters children with me to meet our sponsors. We want to tell them thank you and show them they are changing the world. Please God, can you help my dream come true? I love you, Lionel. Not an awesome video. That little boy, I just want to tell you real quickly, none of that was scripted. We sat down with him with our cameras and our video photographer, and we just asked him questions, and he gave us answers, and that was his own words and his own talking. He never read it. Nobody wrote it out for him. Isn't that amazing? That little boy is the product of rape. His mom was raped, and they told her she had to abort him because they couldn't. the country couldn't help her, and she said, I will not do that. And so after he was born and, and got old enough for school, we came aboard. We, we helped him. We had him in our school. And I promise you, that is one bright little boy right there. And he, do I, do I think he'll be an airplane pilot if Jesus carries? Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. We have a young man right now in Honduras that is, that is uh, over the whole country that was a sponsored child that had dreams just like Lionel did. Now he's our director and works for us. So don't you can't you cannot discredit what the Holy Spirit's going to do with a life. 
And like he says, we want to tell them they're changing the world because that's exactly what you do. I don't, you're not, I'm not asking you to do something that we don't do. My wife and I, Dee, she's out outside at the tables out there, and uh, we sponsor 10 kids every month, my wife and I, $390 a month. When God said that to me, I said to God, God, out loud, this is what I said, Lord, that's $390 a month, like he can't multiply or add. He just don't know that, you know. And I know the Lord probably said, oh, excuse me, Gary. I'm sorry, if I'd have known that was $390 a month, I wouldn't have asked you to do that. No, let me tell you what Lord, the Lord said to me. He said the same thing to me he said in 1982 sitting on an airplane. He said, I'll get it to you if I can just get it through you. See, there's the key. He gets it to us. It's getting it through us. And so we need your help today. We have for this service, we had, they told me we had 77 kids left. Uh, for this service, and so I, I need 77 people to say, hey, we'll sponsor a child. How long do we do it? Just as long as you can. You get, you get a, a brochure just like this one right here. This little girl here is from Kenya, and, uh, and I had to talk to some of my friends that speak Spanish because I don't speak Spanish, and her name is Hacinda. How does a Kenyan girl get a Spanish name? You tell me that. I don't know, but that's what they told me her name was. And uh, she's seven years old. She was born October 3rd, 2010. And uh, she is a, does not have a sponsor, never has, a, ha, never has had a sponsor. But Pastor Jim in January said to me, I want Westover to help sponsor all these kids of the Hope Centers and schools that we're taking charge of. Your church, your, not, only, not only did you do what he said about the kitchens, you built a two-story school that houses over 200 kids that come from the slums of Kenya in a little town called Sokimau. And your church built that school. If it were not for that, there'd be 200 little kids that wouldn't have sponsors and wouldn't have a life. I'm telling you, these kids depend on people like you and I to do something. And let me tell you, you will never be more like God until you do something for somebody that can never repay you. You'll never be more like God. So I'm just asking you today to do what Dee and I do, do what Pastor Jim and Denise do, do what others in this church do, and just say, listen, God, you get $39 to me every month, I'll do it. And I'll tell you the way I feel. If you don't get it, don't send it in. There's a white form in this brochure that you'll get, just like this right here. You fill the white form out, and you turn that in before you leave today. You can put it on a credit card like I do. I put it on my credit card because I want to get the points. <laughs> now you tell me God ain't great. <laughs> he lets me sponsor 10 kids every month and I put it on my credit card and I get 390 points every, every month. And if I, when I get so many, they double. And last month they doubled. So I didn't just get 390. I got seven, whatever that is, 18, 7, 80. Is that what it is? <laughs> I told you I have to get God to help me multiply. But that's how we do it. We put it on our card. Your card is safe with us. It can be a debit card or it can be a credit card. It's safe with us. We've never had in the 63 years we've operated, we have never had a credit card compromise in our possession because we just keep it that safe for you. And you, I wouldn't put it on my card if I thought there was a problem there. It's just better for us. You don't have to write checks. 
You just know every month it'll come out. And if you want it to come out on a certain day of the month, you just write that on the bottom of this red form. Take it out on the 10th, the 1st, the 2nd, the 3rd, whatever we'll do exactly as you ask us to do. We have integrity. I promise you that. If you want to write a check, you can. You make it out to One Child Matters. If you want to pay cash, you can do that. And if you want to help us that way, that would be awesome. But I am just just need your help today. I just need 77 more kids sponsored. And, we, and we, we've got all these Kenyan kids. And, and we have some Nicaraguan kids with us because we operate in 14 countries of the world. And we have all these kids with us today. And, uh, and so they told me a while ago, you got 77 total. And so we just ask you to help us. That's all we ask you to do. And so if you would do that today, would, would anybody before, there's Usher, you want that one? Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. See, he obeyed the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what happened. He obeyed the Holy Spirit. If you would help us, just raise your hand. The ushers are coming from behind you. They're up in the balcony as well. They're going to hand one to you. You're going to get the one God wants you to have. I promise you that. A lady in the first service came up to me and she said, look at this. She said, they handed me this. My dad is a police officer and this little boy wants to be a police officer. She said, now you tell me God didn't orchestrate that. I said, yes, ma'am, he did. Just keep your hand up till they get to you. Please, if we run out, you can go to the table uh, after service outside one at each end of the building. You can sign a little form and we'll mail one to you next week if we run out of kits today. And uh, that would not be a problem for us at all. If you just sign, give us your name, your address, and phone number, that's all we want. We don't want your credit card information. We'll just send it to you with a statement and ask you to send your money in. And we'll do that next week. And there's, there's two tables, one at this end of the building and one at this end of the building. Every time I say that, I think of a church I was in. And in the bulletin, here's what it said. Next Sunday, we will be baptizing babies at both ends of the building. At both ends. The babies, both ends of the building. <laughs> but it didn't have on the building. It just said we'll be baptizing babies at both ends. That's how it read. It's okay. All right. Uh, did you give them all out? Let's give Jesus a hand. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. I want to share with you for just a few minutes and, and uh, this I shared a different uh, stuff, both uh, both of the other two services, and I'm going to share it different at this one, uh, uh, something different a little bit there. There'll be some more things, but I want to read some scripture to you. Trust me, you don't have time to turn in your Bible on what I'm going to read to you. Just trust me, it's in this, it's on my phone here, it's in, it's in the Bible, okay? How many of you have the Bible on your phone, do you? If you don't, put it on there, because when you're bored and ain't got nothing to do, you can read the Bible. Instead of play video games, okay? So put the Bible on your phone. Listen to this. The word favor is what I want you to get into your spirit today. Psalms 90 and 17 says, Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Psalms 5 and verse 12. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Psalms 30 and 5. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Hello. There are 70 scriptures in the Word of God that have the word favor in them. 
There's 110 scriptures that talk about favor, but the word favor is not in those other 40 scriptures. But I think it must have been a little bit important to God because the word favor is something that I like all the time. I like favor during Christmas time from my kids and my wife. Amen? I like favor when it comes time for a raise on the job. If one child matters is giving out raises, I want favor because I want one of them. Amen? Of course, I haven't had one in a few years. But it's not because of me. It's because we put as much, we put all the money to the kids and to help out there and we're the last. And we, we set that rule that we would be the last to get raises because we're going to make sure everybody's money goes to where they want it to go. That's what it's there for. But here's the thing. Favor is important to God. If it wasn't, why would he put it in the scripture? Why would it be written there? Favor, favor, favor. Now, I want to tell you something today. The Holy Spirit is the most important person on the face of this earth. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, if I don't go, he cannot come. And he was talking about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. He will come, and when he comes, he's going to be everything you need until I come back, and that's the rapture of the church. And he has been. Let me tell you, I can prove to you, and over and over, and I'll guarantee you, there are hundreds in here today that can say this same thing. The Holy Spirit has been my strength. He's been my guide. He's been my power. He's been everything I've needed. When I need it, I go to the Holy Spirit. I trust the Holy Spirit. He's not going to lead me astray. He's going to take care of me. He's going to do what I need because he said he would. Give me my handkerchief right there, please. I might want to snot a little bit. Thank you. It's the Holy Spirit. And he is important. To you and to your life. And so when I read favor in the word of God. Then I say to God I want more favor. So one day I'm riding in my car. And I said Lord I want more favor. I want more favor on me. I want more favor on my wife. I want more favor on my kids. My two daughters. I want more favor on my two son-in-laws. I want more favor on my four grandkids. How many of you have grandchildren? Can I tell you why you got them? Because you didn't kill the ones that was in your house. You'd have wiped them out. You'd have, I mean, don't tell me you ain't never said, I'm going to kill you. You don't literally mean kill them, but you mean, you know. My dad used to say to me, boy, my dad was a pastor. I got whipping. I got a whipping every Sunday. Every Sunday night, I got a whipping. I know you look at me now and say, how could that happen? I was such a good kid. My dad said to me, boy, I'm going to knock you to kingdom come. I have been to kingdom come more times than anybody, and I still don't know where it's at. But that's what he said. I'll knock you to kingdom come. I used to tell my girls the same thing. I'm going to beat you in one inch of your life. Now, how many has ever said that? Three of you. The rest of you. Some of, some of you others have said that too. But you see, I said, Lord, I want favor. And the Lord said to me, I want you to give more. I said, give more? God, we give now. See, here's the thing. People get upset when the Lord says give more. He's not just talking about your money. He's talking about your ability. He's talking about your talents. He's talking about your life. 
That you're to give more of yourself to what He wants you to do. You're to be around people and you need the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Because it may be somebody sitting next to you in a building or sitting next to you on an airplane. Because D and I travel 47 weeks a year. It may be somebody that's, that's standing at a counter that's serving you. You don't ever know. But you need to have the ability of the Holy Spirit operating in your life. So you can minister to that person and tell them about Jesus. Because that's what He's here on this earth to do. But he can only do it through me and you. He can't do it through anybody else. He's not invisible. I mean, not uh, not in person like us. He is invisible. But listen to me. You are the feet and hands of Jesus Christ. You are the feet and hands of the Holy Spirit. You're there to do something that he wants you to do. It takes favor. And then I never understand why people get so upset when you do talk about money in church. I've never understood why people get upset about tithe. I love what Pastor Jim said. Most, most pastors that I go to, they don't say what he said. He said, it's the Lord's tithe. Amen. Did you catch that? And it is his tithe because the word in Malachi says, the tithe belongs to the Lord. Amen. I had this old boy down in Thibodeau, Louisiana named Bubba. Bubba come up to me at church one Sunday. I, had just, I just happened to say something about tithing in the service. I didn't really preach on tithing, but I just said something about tithing. He came to me after service and he said, can I talk to you? Well, I knew by the tone of his voice, he wasn't no tither. <laughs> he didn't come up smiling and say, oh, can I talk to you? No. Can I talk to you? I said, sure. He said, you know why I don't come to church more than I do? I said, well, no, brother, I don't understand. I don't know why you don't come to church more than you do. He said, I'll tell you why. I said, well, I'm just a visiting speaker. I don't know how often you come. <laughs> well, let me tell you why he said. He said, because every time I come, you preachers talk about money. I said, well, let me ask you something, Bubba. <laughs> now, I did not know his name was Bubba. <laughs> he told me later, when you said that, preacher, I thought, uh-oh, God's told him my name. I better listen to it. <laughs> now, you tell me the Holy Spirit don't have a sense of humor. And if you don't believe God's got a sense of humor, when you get up in the morning, first thing you do, go look in the mirror. Don't wash your face or comb your hair. Just take a little peek. I think sometimes God said, did I make that? I said, what's your problem? He told me, I explained tithing to him after it was over. He understood it. And he said, thank you very much. And here's the thing. I checked on him a couple of years ago. Bubba's the biggest giver in their church because somebody took a little bit of time to share the word of God, to share the love of God, not beat over him over the head or beat him over the brow, but just say, this is the way it is. So I said, God, why did you choose to run the church on money? Just tell me. If you'll tell me, I'll tell people. God said, because money is the hardest thing for people to let go of when it comes to kingdom business. But if they want something, they'll go get it. Isn't that funny? God knows us like he does. And it's a funny thing. He's always watching. So I said, okay, Lord, I understand that. Then God said to me, I have blessings in store. Because see, here's the deal. Now keep that in your mind. Blessings in store. Here's the deal. You see all these people that worshiped up here today? Let me tell you something. I'll put them up against any worship team in America, and I preach in a lot of churches. 
You know what it is? They're using their talents that God gave them. That's part of that favor. They're using their ability. And your ability might be, and your talent might be vacuuming the carpet. It might be cleaning the toilets. It may be cutting the church grass. It may be helping some poor widow put a roof on her house. It may be giving groceries. It may be just baking a pie and taking it to somebody that the Holy Spirit tells you to. You never know what that one little cake or that one little pie might do in their life. You just obey the Holy Spirit and watch the favor of God chase you down and bless the socks off of you because it'll do it. You just don't ever know. You'll never be more like God. I'm going to say it again until you do something for somebody that can't repay you. Quit looking for being repaid and know that he is taking big heavy notes and he will repay you. You'll get favor like you've never had before. I can promise you that. And old Bubba now is at Told me, you know, I saw, talked to him not too long ago, and he said, Preacher, he said, thank you so much. He's told me that so many times, and I'm so glad that I took time just to tell him, you know. But the Holy Spirit knew that, knew that name. But see, I call everybody Bubba. <laughs> That's how great the Holy Spirit is. But you see, you got to understand something. God's wanting to extend more favor to you. But then you got to obey him. you got to listen to him. And here's the thing. I tell people, I have, guys, I have people constantly say this to me. And they'll come by my table and they'll say, you said God speaks to you. How do you know that? Well, let me just tell you this. I've never heard the audible voice of God. I know God does speak audibly, Pastor Jim, because the Word of God says He did. He speak, God will even use a donkey if He has to to talk to you. <laughs> he did it in the... Look at, read the story of Balaam's donkey. If you can't find it, Google it. There's two things in the world you can't hide from, God and Google. You can move tonight, Google will find you in the morning. I used to tell people where scriptures were, I quit. I tell them, Google it. You'll find the Word of God in the Bible. You'll find the Word of God right here on your phone. Google it. It'll come up. So the simple thing is just all the way around. I just think about things like that all the time. But you see, the whole thing of blessing is the blessings of God. It's the favor of God on your life. And God said to me, I have blessings in store for my people that they have not even tapped into yet because they have not been obedient in what I've asked them to do. Now, we're not talking just about money. Please get this money thing out of your spirit. Some people get so mad when you talk about money in the church. Well, I don't get mad. I look for a way for God to bless me. My wife and I did not plan this. If we had planned this, it never would have happened. But last two years, we have given away 50% of what we have made and we've lived on 50%. And you're looking at a man today that's totally out of debt because I obeyed God. And when he said, give, I gave. See, God's waiting to bless you. You say, well, he, well God paid my house off. I built a house 12 years ago to $100,000, and, and after we started giving, we, we, we didn't even try to plan. We, we didn't know it was happening. God said, give. We, we had the money. We gave. God said, give this. Gave. I have put it on my credit card because at my church, I pay my tithe on my credit card. I want them points. <laughs> That's why One Child Matters gets, a gets my credit card. I want them points. My pastor said, if you want to give, give. And I always say, put it on your credit card. Get them points. How many of you have credit cards you get points? See there? Uh -huh. Amen. Praise God. I heard that. So here's the thing. 
I just want you to get all God's got for you. And see, you can't get all God's got for you if you don't obey what he tells you to do. Amen? And you don't know who God wants to help today. I get up every day and I say, God, today, lead me to somebody that I can help. If it's a kind word, if it's a kind deed, or if it's just to pray for them, or God, if I have to give them money, you tell me and I'll do it. But this guy paid our house off. After this happened, he called me up one day and he said, Hey, bro, how you doing? I said, I'm good. He said, you doing all right? I said, I'm doing great. How are you doing? He said, I'm doing fine. He said, God told me to pay your house off. And you know what I said? I got right close to the phone. I said, you heard from God, brother. I wasn't going to let the devil mess that up. I didn't want him to think he'd embarrass me or something. He said, how much do you owe? And I told him. He brought me a check made out to Chase Bank for exactly what I owed on that house. It's paid off. I'm telling you, you don't know what God will do. You got to give God a chance. You don't know. Dean, I've been praying for two years, God pay our house off. And here's what happened now. You ready for this? When we were asking God to pay our house off, God said to me, if I ask for that house note every month, would you give it to me? Instead of giving it to Chase Bank. I said yes Lord I would do that. Because you see when that man paid my house off. I saved $10,000 in interest alone. That I would have had to pay. If I would have kept making those notes. I said Lord I'll do that. If you want it you can have it. And the very next month. God said send, the, send this house note to this one. Then the next month to this one, we had five pastor friends who were going through cancer, him or his wife, that didn't have the money to pay their chemo bills. And God used our house notes to help them pay their chemo bills. I'm telling you, and you're willing to give it to God, when you're willing to obey God, when you're willing to let God work through you, God may do for you like you ain't never saw it. He may pay your house off. I don't know what God will do, but I can tell you this, I'm not going to tie his hands. And when I don't give, I tie his hands. Because the word says he can't bless me. He can't bless me. So I want all the favor I can get. And I'm going to give when God says give. No matter what it is. Amen? Amen. Let me tell you this story. I'm going to close with this story, but I want you to hear this story. I'm sitting in my house. It's a quarter till ten. One night, I'm sitting in my chair. How many of you men got your chair? Oh, praise God. That last service, and then I don't have a chair. <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm sitting in my chair, and I got on a pair of, of old plaited, short, come-to-your-knee pajamas. Ugly. I don't even know who gave them to me, but one of them, one of them kids must have given it to me. I mean, somebody gave them to me, and I, did, I thought, well, I need to wear them. You know, they're ugly. I mean, but I'll wear them in the house. You know, and, and they were comfortable. So I had them on. And I had on a t-shirt that didn't even match. It didn't even come close to having a color on the shirt that was in the pants. I'm barefooted. And it hit me. It was a quarter till ten. You did not get bread and milk like they told you to today. Shoo. My Lord Jesus. I'm in trouble now. So I jumped up. I knew I could get to Brookshire's grocery store and be there before they closed at 10 because I'm only five minutes away. I jumped in my car. I grabbed my wallet on the way out, 
got my keys, jumped in my car. I flew to Brookshire's. I drove in the parking lot real fast. And I looked and I saw one little girl at the cash register. I saw one guy there. I didn't see anybody in the store. I thought, this is great. I ran to the back of the store. I, I had on a pair of the old flip-flops, you know. And I ran to the back of the store. And I'm thinking, thank God, ain't nobody here that knows me. Ain't nobody going to see me. This is great. I grabbed the milk. I run by the bread aisle. I didn't even look to see what kind of bread it was. I just grabbed a loaf of bread. And when I grabbed that loaf of bread, I turned like this and I looked. And at the end of the aisle was a lady with a buggy full, oval-shaped to the top of groceries. It's amazing how they all stayed in the buggy and didn't fall out. It had so much in there. Unbelievable. I thought, oh, my Jesus. God, if, if she gets ahead of me, I'm going to be here 30 to 45 minutes long. And God, I, Jesus, I bet she's got 400 coupons. I'm just, Lord, God, I got I to gotta beat her to that cash register, Lord. And I went down another, I turned across an aisle, and I thought if I run, I can get ahead of her. So I took off, man, I'm just kidding it, you know. And just as I got there, she cut right in front of me. She didn't, she didn't say, excuse me. The Christian thing would have done was to say, oh, sir, I'm sorry. I see you only have bread and milk. Why don't you go ahead of me, sir? Oh, no, no. No, she didn't do that. She didn't even look at me. If she'd have looked at me, she'd have saw how nice I was dressed. She'd have got so astounded, she'd have probably stopped. And I'm fuming. I'm standing there behind her fuming. Now, I know you're so holy and all of y'all are better Christians than me and you, you don't get upset and you don't fume. And in my mind, I'm going, dear Jesus, Lord, why did you just, why did you put this on my mind to come up here at, you know, couldn't the bread and milk wait till tomorrow? No, you promised your wife you'd get it today. I know it did, Lord, but Jesus, do you, you see what's ahead of me? Now, I'm sitting there fuming doing that. And the Lord said, calm down. Holy Spirit said, you're here for a reason. Buy her groceries. Oh, you got to be kidding me, Lord. <laughs> you send me up here in all of my beauty. And you want me to buy her groceries. I said, okay, Lord. I know why you sent me up here. I know why you put it on my mind. You want me to live what I preach. Hello? So I tried to get the little girl's attention at the register. And I did like this. I pointed to the lady. And I pointed to me, but I held my hand up and I did like this. <laughs> now anybody should get that. <laughs> you, sweetie. Her. Me. I'm paying. You got it? And I kept thinking, that, I'm thinking, she's not home. If she is home, her light ain't on. I mean, you know. And I just and then I thought about get your wallet. I grabbed my wallet. I held my wallet up. I got her attention again. I went. She went. Oh. I thought, praise God, her light bulb came on. You know, I did. That's what I thought. And I and so. So she rung all the groceries up. It was $156, $157, something like that. I can't remember exactly the price. And the lady pulled her, pulled her card out, and the girl put her hand over the machine and said, No, ma'am, your groceries are already paid for. They're already paid for. 
And she turned and looked at me and she said, you did that. I said, no, I did not. And I know she thought, you're a liar. There ain't nobody else in this store. And I said, no, I didn't do that. God did that. See, don't you ever take credit for something God does through you to bless somebody else. It's his glory and not yours. You're just an instrument being used for his glory. And I, I looked at her. I said, ma'am, God did that. God knows where you are. He knows your need. I don't know anything about you. She said, I'm a single mom and my boys needed something to eat and we didn't have no groceries. And I knew I could put them on the credit card, but I knew I couldn't pay the card when it came due. And he, she said, and here you are. Jesus sent you up here. And see, let me tell you something. If you'll just listen to him and obey him, it may seem odd to you. It may seem crazy to you. It may not seem right to you. It doesn't matter. Obey him. His voice and let him use you so the favor of God will run you down. Stand with me, please. Stand with me, please. I'm telling you, if you'll do that, God's favor will chase you down. He cannot do any less than that. He'll chase you down. I'm going to ask the one that plays the music, somebody, there go. Oh, my brother's already there. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, you like a snake, you just sneak right up on somebody, don't you? Thank you so much. I want to share this with you. I have, it won't take me about four minutes, but I want to share this with you. The greatest favor God's ever shown to me was not when I got married. It was one night in South Vietnam on February the 14th, 1968. I wasn't living for God. I had gotten saved before. But I was not living for God. And I knew it. See, there's two people in this building that know if sin is in your life. That's you and that's God. He knows if sin is in your life and you know it. You can hide it from your family. You can hide it from your spouse. You can hide it from your friends. But you ain't going to hide it from God. But the greatest favor is the night Jesus call my number and he said to me it's now or it's never it was as clear as somebody's audible voice and I said Lord if you'll forgive me I sincerely mean this with all my heart I'll live for you till the day I die and I'll do whatever you tell me to do I didn't want to preach that was for sure because I was raised in a preacher's home my daddy was a preacher but I said, God, I'll live for you and I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And I've done that. I said, I've done it. And I just want to pray for you today. And if you would just give me that honor, I want to ask every head bowed and every eye closed. We do that as a matter of reverence. And if you would give me that honor to pray for you today. And you say, Brother Sapp, I know there's sin in my life. I don't care if it's a big sin or a little sin. Sin is sin. Get it out. Don't take it home with you. Take care of it today and say, I'm walking out of here today sinless. I came in here with it, but I'm not going to say, I'm not going to let it home me. Because let me tell you what sin will do. Sin will corrupt you. Sin will kill you. Sin will, will not help you. It will destroy you. You let it stay there, it will destroy you. So if I can have the honor of praying for you, I'm going to just ask you to raise your hand up. 
just raise your hand and then put it back down just a minute. Just keep it up where I can see them. I'm going to scan this audience right here. There's probably, Pastor Jim's looking with me, there's probably 50 or more hands that, that are raised. Now you can put them down. Now I want everybody in here to pray this prayer with me. And let me tell you why I want everybody to pray it. Because I'm sure somebody should have raised their hand that didn't. And if we all pray this prayer together, then nobody is, nobody is going to have to say, Oh, I didn't know you had sin in your life. It's between you and God. Would you pray this with me? Just repeat it after me. Dear Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Father, I repent. Give me strength to never sin again. I want to serve you. I want to be your child. I want favor. Thank you today for giving me favor. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Can we give Jesus a big hand of love today? Thank you so much.